Thanks. <laughs> well, this morning, we're here for church, right? My hope, our hope, is that we don't just come to a church service. It's that we're here today and we have an encounter with God. You know, I can only preach so good. The Spirit of God is the one who changes our lives, changes our hearts, convicts us and calls us to new ways of living. And so today, I want to just take a minute and let's just have a prayer of this. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I give you permission. Reveal truth to me today. In Jesus' name, amen. We ask for God's presence in this place. We are in week two of a series called Time, Treasure, Talent. And last week, we talked about time. And this week, we're going to kick off in Matthew 6. If you want to open your Bibles, Worship Center Bible, or, or open your app, whatever you'd like to do, or just listen. Page um, 679, Matthew 6, verse 19. Jesus is talking, and he says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy. You know, anytime you can, you can work the word vermin into a sermon and you're not in the South, it's a good day, right? You don't use vermin every day. Don't, don't store up yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin can't get, neither can thieves. He says this, For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. What does that mean? Well, before I get into what it means in the Bible, I want to talk to you for just a minute, briefly, about something. Yes. You could just stop the church and have an altar, altar call right now. You know, um, I just want to speak for one minute. One minute. This helmet right here means a lot to me. This, this helmet right here, I didn't just go get this. This helmet was made for me. And then it has some writing here, some squiggly lines, and the number 27. And that means a lot to me too. You see, Steve Atwater was my hero growing up. I, I played safety for Roaring Fork because he played safety for the Denver Broncos. Now, I, with the talent I have, I could have played anything. But because my hero played safety, I thought I would. And one day, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, and this was in Atlanta, a friend said, hey, you like the Broncos? I know a guy named Steve Atwater. Do you know him? I, I might have heard of him. And so he said, would you like to spend the day with Steve Atwater? He's going to be building some habitat houses, and he wants someone to spend the day with him. Uh, I said, I'm, the, I'm your guy. So I had Mr. Atwater's phone number in my phone for a while. I still call it. He, he changed his number. Um, <laughs> Spent the day with him. It was awesome. And we were walking back to the car. When we spent the day with him, I tried not to fanboy too much. Like, I didn't just like, oh. So, so we went back to the car, and I said, uh, Steve, do you mind? I call him Steve. I said, Steve, do you mind if, uh, do you mind signing sign some things for me? Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And I know he expected, you know, a poster or maybe sign my chest, whatever, whatever, you know. And, but I, but I, I went to my car, and I pulled out this. And his eye goes, whoa. And then I pulled out Steve Atwater rookie cards, which I'd had since childhood. And he goes, whoa, you're a fan, aren't you? I said, a little bit, a little bit. And he signed those for me. And this right here is one of my treasures on earth. It goes in a special place in my life. And I can't wait until, until someday I get to pass this on to my son, Eli. I get to hand him the Steve Atwater signed helmet. And he's going to take it with huge eyes and a, and a grateful heart. Father, thank you for the treasure and he will put it somewhere in his life where he can always see it because it means so much to him. 
right? You see, Eli doesn't know Steve Atwater. He didn't spend the day with Steve Atwater. He didn't grow up with Steve Atwater. Now, I make him call me Steve Atwater at home, but that's not, that's, I'm kidding. (laughs) I can't help but think that Eli's wife will make sure this goes on a very special shelf somewhere else. It reminds me of a friend. I have a friend in and this guy, does, he did really well for himself, and he had a big house, and he was a bachelor, and every single room in this house was a different man cave. It was just an awesome place, and then he got married, and it was very strange. He got married. You see, he, he was proud of his house. He was proud of the way he'd arranged it all, and he had little things around the house that meant a lot to him. One of them that he loved most was he had these, um, these bookends that were— American war generals, generals from American wars, these, these busts of these, these generals, and they were important to him, you know, it meant something to him, and, and so he had, and he had his football stuff there, and his movies here, and, and he got married, and it wasn't long before he noticed that flowers had replaced, replaced some of his team flags, and he, he said, he said, the weirdest thing happened, like decorative pillows with cursive writing that say stuff on it started showing up around my house, like in my chair, there's one that says love, what? He goes down to his movies and the Gladiator in old school, replaced by like 13 going on 30. And Twilight, it, it, what's happening to my life? He looks around his home office and he sees he can't find the generals. The generals are nowhere to be seen. He walks into his living room where they were on, above the mantle. Where's my generals? He goes to the other room. He's looking for his generals. He goes to his bride, and he's a little worked up, and he says, where's the generals? Where is my generals? And she looks at him, and she goes, the generals are in full retreat. (laughs) They were in storage. You see, my friend learned something important, something I I know here, and that's this. Are you ready for it? Treasure is trash waiting to happen. It's true. It is true. Treasure is just trash waiting to happen. You've been to a, uh, a junkyard. It's full of trash. That was at one point someone's treasure. You ever go to a yard sale and, and you go, or an estate sale and you go through and you look and you go, this was important to somebody and it cost, it says two for a nickel. I don't even need it, but I can't pass it up. It's a nickel. treasure is trash waiting to happen. There's a formula. Treasure plus time equals trash. It's just true. Treasure plus time equals trash. Look at your life. You ever got a new car or a car you really like and and it's, it's, it's it's the car. It has that new car smell. But what happens to the new car smell? Where does it go? It goes to the other new cars. You don't smell it anymore. And then you get, some, you get some dents and dings in your car. And then the new model comes out with the new stuff. And what was once your treasure, just give it time. You ever seen a kid, you give him a new toy, and the new toy is life? Just give it time. Or a teenager, they get Fortnite. Fortnite is life. It will never get greater than Fortnite. Just give it time. Give it time. You right, Ella? Yeah. Give it time. Treasure plus time is trash. We have all kinds of things in our life. Give it enough time, and those things that were treasures become trash. In fact, I'm going to take it a step further. All treasures on this planet, all treasures in this life will someday be trash. Isn't that just encouraging? Aren't you glad you came today? 
Amen. All treasure, everything in this life will someday pass. There's a principle when it comes to this world, and it's this. Treasure's going to pass, and guess what? I hate to break it to us. We're all passing too at some point. We're all going to pass. We, we talked about this last week. We talked last week about time. We talked about chronos and kairos and how to, how to seize the moment. And we, and we talked about how we only have so much chronos. That's time we measure it by. You only have so much chronos, and then you pass. And so all the things that are such treasures in our life, give it time because it's going to pass. I have a question for you, and this is kind of interactive. I want you to talk to your neighbor on this. If you could go back in time to June 16th, 1911, you remember this day? You remember it? Tom, you remember this day? You can go back, if you can go back <laughs> to June 16th, 1911, and buy just one share of IBM stock, one share, how much do you think you'd be worth now? Turn to your neighbor and tell them. If you bought one share in 1911, just tell, guess, what do you think you'd be worth now? You ready? I, I know the answer. The answer's nothing because you'd be dead. <laughs> you would be dead. And we forget this. We go, oh, if I had done that, then I'd be worth. No, you'd be dead. You'd be worth as much as if you didn't do it. We forget that things pass and what was once treasure, give it time, it's going to be trash. Yeah? Treasure plus time equals? All right. John Orper gives this great example. He says, imagine you go to a hotel, and it's a nice hotel, and you walk in, and you go, this is pretty good. The TV's a bit, it's a couple years old. The, the tile in the bathroom is kind of antiquated. The mattress isn't quite comfortable. I'm here one night. Let me see what I can do. You go to Best Buy, and you buy the brand new TV, the one that's even curved, not even flat anymore. They're curved tortoise, and it puts colors everywhere, and you mount that on the wall in the hotel, and then you go and you order the new mattress, and you get the mattress delivered, and oh, now you can really sleep tonight. But then you make some calls. You, you get some quotes, and you have a team come in and do a rush job to, to get a new bathroom done, new colors, new tile, you know, the good stuff, marble. Oh, and then, and, then, and then you go and you go, I need new decorations. You get new paintings. And you go and you, and you get new towels and new linens. And you make this hotel room just the way you want it. Now, why would you not do this? Because we know something, don't we? We know we're checking out the next day. So why would you dump so many resources into something that you're going to check out of so soon? Why would you dump so many resources into something that you're going to check out of so soon? that will be worthless to you once you check out. I might or might not be talking about hotel rooms still. Why would we invest so much when we're checking out? Matthew 9, 6, 19 says, don't store, don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth where we hoard and collect and we, we overvalue earthly resources. So it's just simply decorating our hotel rooms. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and thieves break in and steal. Don't store up temporary items as treasures with a shelf life. You see, we all treasure something. And it seems like to God, the right treasure is what matters. We, we all treasure something. It's treasuring the right things that seems to matter to God. I would say that it is truly important, Orchard, that we know what we treasure. I think it's important we stop and pause and think about what it is actually we treasure most in life. It's important to know because once you 
know what your treasure is, you will see what you're giving your life to. God's word says that uh, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, your heart will be, and there you will invest. Where your heart is, you will build your life around your treasure. That's how we're designed. So know your treasure so you know what you're building your life around. You see, the reality is we were people created to treasure things. It's in our nature to treasure things. Do you know why? Because we're created in the image of a God who treasures things. But the question is, what is God's treasure? What does God treasure? And to figure this out, to see what God treasures, I would do the same thing I would to do if I see, want to see what you treasure. You see, if I asked you right now, if we had time, I could sit down with each of you, I would say, what is it you treasure most in life? And you would tell me some things. But if I really wanted to know, if I truly wanted to know what you treasure in life, I would ask to see two things. I would want to see your calendar and how you spend your time. And I would want to see your bank account and how you spend your money. And based on those two things, I would know what it is that you truly treasure in life. Because where your treasure is, your heart will be, and you will build your life around your treasure. Your time and money reveal your treasure. The things we spend our time on, that we spend our time thinking about, we spend our money on. Someone can tell me they treasure God. But if I had access to their time and, count, time and bank account, I might see they actually treasure God very little. You know, someone can tell me they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. But when you see what they're building their life around, you might start to see that they actually don't treasure God that much at all. He makes the lip service, but he doesn't make the treasure list in their life. He's not building around, they're not building around that treasure. I asked earlier, what does God treasure? Well, to find out what God treasures, we, we do the same thing. Where does, where does God spend his resources? And more than that, where does God sacrifice? Because you sacrifice for your treasure. You sacrifice time. You bank it here to spend it there. You sacrifice your money. You save it here to spend it here. Where does God sacrifice? Because we sacrifice for our treasure. I have a friend who saves her vacation and saves her money. And she admit, I save it all for one thing. And she, she banks all this time, banks all this money, so that, and she spends it on going to concerts. It's what she loves most, admittedly. Her calendar and her bank account and her Instagram all reveal that her treasure is the band and having the concert experiences. Our resources and time and money reveal our treasure. What is it, Orchard, that you treasure in this life? It's important to know this because you're building your life around it. What do you treasure in this life? Be honest with yourself. What do you sacrifice for? That's a good indication of what your treasure is. What do you sacrifice for in this life? Your money and your chronos, your time, your vacation, your energy. Don't merely, don't merely listen to the lip service. Don't, don't merely listen to what you're saying. For a minute, pause and think about what does my calendar, my time, and my bank account tell me that I'm building my life around? What do I treasure? I will sacrifice for my treasure. God treasures the things that he sacrificed for. And can I tell you that God sacrificed his son for our redemption? You see, in God's economy, could it be that we're the treasure? Could it be that you are the treasure? 
Could it be that I am the treasure? Could it be that we, our hearts, our souls, are God's treasure? That he would sacrifice, that he would spend his resources to bring people to repentance, to bring people to Jesus. He would send his only son. He would sacrifice his son so that we could have eternal life. We are God's treasure. In God's economy, that's how it goes. You see, because God, he knows something, that human souls transcend time. Treasure is trash waiting to happen unless the treasure's eternal. Treasure is trash waiting to happen unless the treasure is eternal. And God saw that, and he, know, he, he invests himself into eternal treasures. Matthew 6, 19, once again, reveals his heart. As he speaks these things, he lives these things. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in, but instead store up for yourselves treasures in heaven which no moth and no vermin and no thief, no rust, nothing can get after because where your treasure is, your heart will be and you will grow and build your life around your treasure. So choose wisely what your treasure is. Matthew 13 gives us a little more insight. It's Jesus talking about the kingdom of heaven and he gives us this. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who's looking for fine pearls. He's looking for treasure. This man is looking for treasure all over the place. And then he finds the one pearl of greatest value. And he went away and sold everything he had to go obtain the one of the greatest worth. It says the kingdom of heaven is like this. He saw what mattered most and he gave his entire life away for the one thing that matters most. He gave his life for the treasure. Did you know something? You're giving your life to your treasure. It's important you know what your treasure is. For some of us, we'll have an opportunity to choose today what we treasure because you're giving your life to it. You see, we've come to this religious belief that the Bible tells us that 10% of our resources are God's. But the secret of life is this. When you discover the truest treasure that the world and eternity can offer, you want to give your entire life to it. When I found out God was the greatest treasure in this life, I didn't give him 10% of my heart. If God's your treasure, you don't give him 10% of your life. When you discover treasure, you, everything that you have, everything you are is his. God's kingdom and God are the greatest treasure. By far, it's eternal, it's flawless, never-ending. His treasure has no shelf life. And when you discover that God is the true treasure, it puts all of our temporary treasures in crystal clear perspective. We see them for what they are in light of an eternal treasure. Those of you who have children know how quickly that treasure, quote unquote, can be discarded. In, in the self-household, in our house, my daughter who just turned three, there is one thing she treasures above all things. One thing that she treasures. Above everything. Do you want to know what it is? It is whatever her brother is holding at the moment. And when he discards her treasure and picks up another one, it's a new treasure! She wants that one now! She wants what's in his hand. And I gotta say, we can, we, can, we can say that she's three and that's hilarious, but did you know we're not much different? We look at what our neighbor has in their hand. We look at somebody else's trip on social media. 
We see what someone else has in the garage. We see how someone else gets this or gets that. And Nard, we want that. Tra- I, I, want, I, didn't know I, I didn't even know I wanted that until I saw how much they, they have. That. Whew, I kind of want that now. I didn't know I needed that. kind of need it now. And you get it, and then you look over. Oh, yeah, I kind of need that. I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. We are just like Salem. We want what's in someone else's hand. Someday I pray my daughter, and I pray for her often, and we're trying to lead her in this way, that she will see that God is the greatest treasure this world has to offer. And when she realizes that, it will align her kingdom perspective. And someday, it won't be what Eli has in his hand that is Selah's treasure. It won't be what her neighbor has in the garage that's her treasure. It won't be her bank account or somebody else's bank account that's her treasure. My prayer for her is that in her heart, her heavenly father will prevail as her greatest treasure. And she will soon realize that if he is her greatest treasure, that everything she has in her hand and everything in her garage and everything in her bank account and everything she has in her life is his because he is the treasure. He is the eternal treasure. And everything we hold and have is simply treasure. Give it some time. We see some people in the Bible One's called the rich young ruler. You might know his story in Matthew 19. I'll read it for you. He comes to Jesus, and this is a young man who has a lot going for him. He's successful, he's religious, goes to church, says the right thing, does the right thing. They have a conversation. He comes up to Jesus and he said, teacher, what must I do to become saved? It's a big question. How do I get saved, Jesus? And Jesus said, well, if you wanna get saved, uh, keep the commandments. Jesus knows this man. He knows his heart and he's leading him somewhere. And the man says, oh, keep the commandments. Which one? (laughs) Like, the guy's looking for a checklist. Do you see this? He's looking for a checklist. Jesus, so Jesus gives him a couple. Uh, You know, hey, don't murder. That's a low bar, right? Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony. Honor your mom and dad. Hey, and love your neighbor as yourself. He gives it part of our vision. Hashtag love people. Love people. All these I have kept, he said. What do I still lack? He's like, What's, what, what, what else do I lack? And Jesus said, go and sell your possessions. Give everything you have to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven. After you do that, come follow me. The rich young man heard this and he went away sad because he had great wealth. The rich young ruler was unwilling to make the trade from temporary treasure to eternal treasure. In his life, his treasure wasn't actually God. Oh, he gave it lip service. He talked a good talk and even tried to walk a walk. But his treasure was his own money and it's revealed so. God tapped on his treasure and the man went away sad. Jesus even asked him, do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you love people? But it's interesting to me what Jesus did not ask him. He didn't ask him the first part of that. Do you love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Because if he had asked that, the man couldn't have said yes. Because it was revealed that he didn't love God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. He loved his own stuff. You know, heart, heart, soul, mind, and our strength, our strength is our resources. It's what God has given us in life. It's our resource. And the man could have said he loved God, but when God asked him to trade his treasures, he went away sad. Throughout the Bible, we see God asking people to trade their treasure, to give their temporary treasure up 
for what matters most. He asks them to make the trade often. He asks us the same thing. The rich young ruler, he said, hey, trade your wealth. To Abraham, he said, please give me your family. Paul, he said, give up the pride you have in your intellect and your education. To Esther, he said, give me your security and your position. To Noah, he said, give me your reputation. To Peter, give me your will. And to any who want to follow him, he said, give up your life. He asks these things not because he needs treasure. He doesn't need your treasure. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need those things. What he wants is your heart. And as long as you're unwilling to give up your treasure, you're unwilling to give up your heart. He didn't need their money. He didn't need their possessions. He desired their heart, and he knew they loved their treasure. The rich young ruler leaves, and Jesus says to his disciples, he says, I tell you the truth, it's hard for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not just because they're rich, but because they might, that might be their treasure. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who's rich to enter the kingdom of God. And they were shocked and they said, who can be saved? Who can be saved? And Jesus says, listen, what's impossible with man is, is possible with me. With God, all things are possible. And then Peter says this, I have left everything to follow you. I have left all my treasure what then will there be for me? This is a man asking something who has nothing in his life. He left it all to follow a guy in sandals on a dusty road. This is his life. He's left his treasure. He asked him, what do I have? And Jesus says, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, the renewal of all things means when these days are done, when all that is temporary turns to trash, when all the things that we treasure are gone, at the end of days, when the renewal of all things, at that day, when I sit on the throne, you who, sit, you who follow me will also sit on thrones. And everyone who's left houses and brothers and sisters, fathers, mothers, wife, children, fields, jobs, riches, whenever you walk away from the treasure the earth has, has to offer, he says you'll receive a hundred times in, a, in eternal life. He says there's two types of treasure. Which one are you after? Which one are you investing in? Peter says, I have nothing. He says, it's okay. You've chosen the right treasure. You've chosen the correct treasure. You're building your life around the right treasure because what you treasure, your heart will be there. And where your heart is, you will build your life. And Peter built his life around the treasure of God's kingdom. What you treasure, Orchard, matters to God. What you treasure matters to you because you're going to build your life around it. You're going to sacrifice for it. Know what you treasure. Orchard, what do you treasure most in life? What do you treasure most in life? If we sat down and looked at your time and your, your resources what would it reveal about your values and priorities? What would it reveal about your love? Honest question to consider. Would someone be able to tell you're a Christian based on how you spend your time? Would someone be able to know that you follow Jesus by how you spend your time? Even harder question to ask. Harder question to ask and harder question to answer. If someone could look through your bank account, would they know you love Jesus? Not easy question to ask. Not fun in church. 
but you're building your life around your treasure. And so it's easy to see, hey, I, I say these things with my lips, but my life does not agree. What does your life say your treasure is? If I look at my resources and how I spend my time and my money and it doesn't reveal that I love God, it's a blinking dashboard light on my faith. Check your faith, check your engine. And perhaps it's time to pause today and ask God, what is it I treasure? And Father, what do you want me to treasure? What do you want me to treasure most? And begin to realign our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And perhaps for some of us, uh, we have this moment where we admit that we've been saying something with our mouth that our life is proven untrue. We can say that God is our treasure, but we are holding tightly on the things we have here on earth. Treasure is just trash waiting to happen. Choose your treasure wisely. Let us be a people who love God and love people. A church who lives it and breathes it who spends ourselves on behalf of loving God and bringing redemption to this church in this region. If you find that you today, you would admit my treasure isn't God, other treasures have, have worked their way into my life and I'm building my life around my career, this relationship, anything temporal. Know this, there is no condemnation in Jesus. If you feel the conviction, do not let that conviction turn to guilt, shame, and condemnation, because Jesus says there's no condemnation. You are forgiven by the sacrifice of Jesus, and God is waiting for you with grace and love. My son, my daughter, come to me. Make me your treasure. I'm the greatest treasure you will ever find. There's no condemnation today. It is all a call to come and find the true treasure. God's treasure is us. God's treasure is people. And if we're going to be serious about loving God, they will know us because we will also love people. All people. Every affiliation, every orientation, every everything. We will love people. There's no asterisk next to love people. There's no group out of that. If we are who we say we are and we treasure God and who he is, we will love people. In Orchard, when we love God, when he is our treasure, above all things, when we do that, we will open our lives, open our calendars, and open our resources, open our hands, and we will give up the treasures we cannot keep for the true treasure that we can't attain without Jesus. It's an easy trade in light of eternity. What are you white-knuckling,ly gripping? What are you gripping in your life? Saying, this is my life. This is my treasure. I'm not going to give this up. And for some of us, it's not even money. It's not even, it's not even some good like a relationship or family. Our treasure might be a secret sin, an addiction, something God has asked us to give up time and time again. But we love it. As I was it, my precious. What is it, Lord of the Rings? My precious. Orchard today, what's your treasure? It's important to know what your treasure is. If you're, con if you're confused and, or we don't know for sure, the, the great thing about the Holy Spirit is he loves us. You are the Holy Spirit's treasure. He wants nothing more than to, to speak to you. And so as we close this and as you get the symbol of Jesus' sacrifice, the, the symbol of his body and 
his blood and you sit down and you thank him for what he's done. And remember, if you're new with us today, there is no class to take to take, the, to take communion. We have an open table. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And if you wanna come remember him, that is okay with us. And as you sit down with the symbol of Jesus' sacrifice and thank him for what he did for you because you're the treasure, ask the Holy Spirit, what is my treasure? What am I building my life around? Reveal to me what, what's most important to me because Jesus, I don't, I, don't wanna, I, don't wanna have, I don't wanna have my treasure be trash. I wanna treasure you. I wanna treasure your kingdom. Amen? Amen. Orchard, what do you treasure in life? Where your treasure is, your heart will be. It's important for us to know where our treasure is. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice, which made a way for us to God, the greatest treasure of all. I I pray that you forgive us, forgive me, for getting so caught up in, in life and what I have and don't have that I forget that you are the only treasure worth my entire life. I pray today that you would speak to us, be kind, be gracious, but be bold. Spirit, speak to us. Call us back to you. Father, I pray that you would be our greatest treasure on this earth and that we would build our lives, our homes, our houses, our families around you. And everyone said, amen.